Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Three years ago, after losing his family due to his own greed and his addiction to gambling, Ross hatched a plan to end his own miserable life. In doing so, his wife and two young sons would gain a small wealth from his life insurance his way of making amends. Accompanied by his two unsuspecting closest friends, they head to the Rocky Mountain National Park in Colorado. But before Ross could act on his morbid agenda, something other than redemption found them. Something evil. Now three years later, Ross's sister Vivian, after a traumatic experience, began to long for her missing brother. She had never imagined going to look for him before not out in the great cold wilderness where any horrible thing could happen. But now, she felt drawn, as if he was calling to her. Welcome to Freaky Folklore, the podcast where we discover horrifying legends across the world and tell terrifying tales of monsters both ancient and modern. This week, we are revisiting the Wendigo, if you haven't listened to the previous Wendigo episode, you should consider doing so before you start this one. Have fun and enjoy, and oh yeah, be very, very scared. This show is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network. Find more terrifying tales at EerieCast.com, such as Destination Terror. You can listen to a new episode every other Thursday, as I take you to horrifying destinations both real and mythical. Be sure to follow us on Spotify or your favorite podcasting service. You can leave an honest review on iTunes, too. The more we get, the more we grow, and hopefully the more monsters we can explore. You can now find Freaky Folklore videos on YouTube as well. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to carmencarrion at gmail.com. That is C-A-R-M-A-N. C-A-R-R-I-O-N at gmail.com You can also follow me on Twitter or Instagram for information on future episodes. Every day it was the same routine for Vivian Summerholder. At 5 a.m. the alarm on her phone would begin to buzz, followed by the sound of the day's news. Vivian would drag her tired body out of bed and stretch before donning her running attire. She would be out the door by 5.30, where she would begin her 5K run from her apartment building, through the city park, and back. Shortly after 6, she would start her shower, and then hurry to the kitchen to prepare breakfast, while the shower heated up. By the time she had her super green smoothie bowl prepared, the bathroom would be full of steam. By 7, she had on her business suit. Her long brown hair was neatly styled, and she was out the door and headed to work at J.P. Morgan. The commute was the most tedious part of her day. She hated the city buses, and cabs were expensive, so she opted for the quickest way, the subway. Vivian stepped onto the busy subway, barely avoiding brushing up against the other commuters, 
who were on the same mission as her to start their arduous day in the bustling city of New York. Every day for her was basically the same. She preferred routine and organization. It made her feel in control of her life, and to her that was the most important thing in her world. But Vivian's life took a dramatic and terrifying turn one evening. She had just finished another exhausting day at J.P. Morgan, and as she stepped out of the office building into the bustling New York City streets, she was greeted by the usual cacophony of sirens, horns, and the hurried footsteps of pedestrians. As she navigated through the bustling crowd, an abrupt and deafening noise pierced the air. Panic spread like wildfire as people screamed and scattered in all directions. Vivian's heart raced as she realized she was caught in the middle of a public shooting. Bullets whizzed past her, and she instinctively dropped to the ground, seeking cover behind a concrete planter. The terrifying minutes that followed felt like an eternity. Vivian's mind raced with fear, and she could hear the desperate cries of those around her. Miraculously, she managed to escape with only minor injuries, but the emotional scars ran deep. In the weeks that followed, Vivian struggled to regain her composure. She found solace in therapy sessions and the support of her friends, but the trauma lingered. It was during this vulnerable period that her thoughts began to drift towards her brother Ross, who had vanished three years earlier. Ross had always been the adventurous one, the free spirit who yearned for the great outdoors. He had gone on a camping trip with his buddies in the Rocky Mountain National Park, leaving behind a troubled marriage and the pain of losing his son's college fund to gambling. The news of Ross's disappearance had torn the family apart. Vivian's parents had passed away not long after, unable to bear the anguish. She had clung to the belief that someday her brother would return, that he was out there somewhere, trying to make amends for his mistakes. Vivian's best friend Sarah sat with her one evening, their cups of tea growing cold on the coffee table as they talked about the shooting and her brother. Sarah placed a comforting hand on Vivian's shoulder, Viv, I can't even imagine what you went through that day. You're so strong for even talking about it. Vivian shrugged, staring off into the distance. I don't feel strong. I feel like I'm barely holding it together. Sarah squeezed her shoulder gently. It's okay to not be okay, Viv. But you know what might help? Maybe it's time to go find Ross. Vivian's head snapped back to look at her friend. What do you mean? I mean, it's been three years since he disappeared. Maybe it's time to start looking for him. You never know. He could be out there somewhere, waiting for you to find him. Vivian's heart rate quickened at the thought. The idea of finding her brother, of finally having closure, was overwhelming. But at the same time, it felt like a hopeless endeavor. Where do I even start? She asked, her voice barely above a whisper. If he's out there, maybe he doesn't want to be found. Sarah took her hand. We'll start by contacting the park rangers at Rocky Mountain National Park. We'll see what information they have about his disappearance. And if that doesn't work, we'll keep looking until we find him. You're not alone in this, Viv. Vivian felt a weight lift off her shoulders, knowing she had a supportive friend by her side. She knew it wouldn't be an easy journey, 
but the thought of finding Ross brought a glimmer of hope to her heart. The next day, Vivian took the day off from work and spent hours on the phone with the park rangers, asking every question she could think of about her brother's disappearance. She learned that there had been extensive searches throughout the park, but no trace of Ross or his friends had ever been found. After hours on the phone with no results, Vivian came up with an idea. She would retrace her brother's steps. She would go to the park and hike the route that Ross and his friends had taken that day three years ago. She just had to talk Sarah into going with her. Even if she didn't find her brother alive, maybe she would find some answers. Vivian called Sarah later that evening, and after several minutes of convincing, Sarah finally agreed to go with her to the park. They reserved a cabin near the park and began preparing for their journey. That night, Vivian found herself in the forest, in her dreams. The ground was covered with freshly fallen snow. A shiver crept across her body as she turned and searched her surroundings. Ross! She called out. She began trudging through the snow that was deeper than it first appeared. Her pajamas became wet and frozen at the hem as she continued to search for her brother. She wondered for a brief moment how she could be barefoot and in her pajamas and not freezing to death, but the thought slipped away as quickly as it came. Are you looking for me? She jumped at the sound of his familiar voice. It was a voice that she had heard thousands of times, but hadn't heard in years. Ross! She cried out when she saw him standing beneath a pine tree heavy laden with snow. Without hesitation, she ran to him and flung her arms around him. I have been looking everywhere for you. I am happy that you decided to look for me, he told her as he squeezed her tight. Because now I'm looking for you too. His words had an odd tone to them, and his grip on her began to tighten, so tight that it was becoming hard to breathe. Ross, that hurts. Ross, you're hurting me. Panic began to overtake her as she fought to free herself from his grasp, until finally she burst loose and landed on her backside in the cold, wet snow. For a moment she was angry at him, like when he used to pick on her when they were kids. But when she looked up to scold him, her blood ran colder than the snow around her. Standing where her brother had just been, a monster was in his place. Vivian stared up in horror at the beast towering before her. Its body was tall but thin and emaciated. Its skin hung from its bony limbs. Each finger was tipped with razor-sharp claws, and it looked down at her with sunken eyes that had red orbs growing in their sockets. The creature chuckled at the terror-stricken look on her face, and then reached down and dug something out of the snow. Vivian watched as it pulled the carcass of a large buck up by the antlers, and then ripped the antlers from its head. She gagged when the creature placed the antlers on top of its head and shoved them down until blood ran from its paper-thin skin. Vivian began to crawl backwards, a sickness beginning to grow in the pit of her stomach. Don't leave me, Vivian. I need you. I'm hungry, it said in a demonic voice tinged with the hint of her brothers. Always so hungry, 
Vivian, I'm ravenous. It took a step towards her, and Vivian woke screaming. Her pajamas soaked through from her own sweat. Her heart was racing, and just as quickly the tears began to roll down her face. She believed now that Ross needed her more than ever. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters? Murder? Mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more lighthearted tone. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor. Or chat and play with or against other players too in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. The Wendigo is a favorite among the horror lovers community. It has every ingredient to be one of the most formidable and terrifying creatures to ever creep its way across our imagination and into our nightmares. Many of you already know quite a lot about the Wendigo, but just in case, let's go over the evil creature's history again. In the shadowed corners of the North American wilderness, where the winds whisper secrets among the pines and the howls of wolves pierce the night, there lurks a creature born from the darkest recesses of human fear and desperation. This creature is none other than the dreaded Wendigo a legend that has haunted the dreams and the nightmares of indigenous peoples for centuries. The story of the Wendigo is one steeped in blood and madness, a cautionary tale of the horrors that can befall those who succumb to the insatiable hunger for power, wealth, or flesh. It's a story that has been passed down through generations, an echo of something primal and terrifying that resides within us all. The origins of the Wendigo can be traced back to the Algonquian-speaking tribes of North America, including the Ojibwe, Cree, and Algonquin peoples. These ancient cultures believed that the Wendigo was born from the depths of human depravity, a malevolent spirit that possessed individuals who had committed the most heinous of sins, cannibalism. The Wendigo was often described as a towering, emaciated figure, with jagged, icy skin stretched tightly over its skeletal frame. Its eyes were said to be deep-set and filled with a madness that could drive a person to the brink of insanity with a single gaze. Its lips were perpetually stained with the blood of its victims, and its limbs were elongated and bony, giving it an eerie otherworldly appearance. The curse of the Wendigo was said to afflict those who had resorted to cannibalism in times of extreme famine or desperation. It was believed that consuming the flesh of another human being 
not only sated one's physical hunger, but also awakened a dark, insatiable appetite for more. Once the curse took hold, there was no turning back. The afflicted would become consumed by an unquenchable hunger, their every thought dominated by a craving for human flesh. They would abandon their loved ones, forsake their humanity, and retreat into the wilderness, where they would become one with the Wendigo, a twisted fusion of man and monster. The legend of the Wendigo also gave rise to the term Wendigo psychosis, a cultural-bound syndrome recognized by modern psychiatry. Those afflicted with Wendigo psychosis exhibited symptoms such as intense cravings for human flesh, hallucinations of the Wendigo, and an overwhelming fear of becoming the creature themselves. In recorded cases, individuals suffering from this psychosis often resorted to acts of violence and murder in pursuit of their gruesome desires. The affliction was considered a cultural expression of extreme psychological distress, a manifestation of the enduring power of the Wendigo myth. The Wendigo was said to stalk the frozen forests and desolate landscapes of the northern wilderness, preying on those unfortunate enough to cross its path. It was a creature of the night, emerging from the shadows to strike fear into the hearts of those who dared venture too far from the safety of their firesides. Legends spoke of Wendigos luring unsuspecting travelers deeper into the woods with eerie, echoing voices, mimicking the cries of loved ones. Once ensnared, the victim would be devoured, and their soul would be forever bound to the Wendigo's insatiable hunger. Among the Algonquian people, the taboo against cannibalism was absolute. It was believed that even uttering the name of the Wendigo could invoke its wrath, and those who resorted to cannibalism were shunned and cast out from their communities. They were considered irredeemable, forever tainted by their actions. The Wendigo served as a powerful cautionary tale, a reminder of the consequences of greed, selfishness, and the darkest aspects of human nature. It was a testament to the enduring wisdom of indigenous cultures, who recognized the dangers of losing one's humanity to the insatiable appetites of the soul. The legend of the Wendigo also endures as a testament to the enduring power of folklore and the human capacity for fear. It serves as a chilling reminder that the greatest monsters are not those that lurk in the shadows, but the ones that dwell within us, waiting for the right moment to surface. So the next time you find yourself alone in the deep, frozen woods of the north, listen closely to the whispers of the wind and the rustling of leaves, for you may just hear the mournful cry of the Wendigo, a creature born of desperation a legend born of fear, and a nightmare that refuses to fade into the darkness. The plane bounced when its wheels touched down on the tarmac, causing Vivian's stomach to feel as if it turned over. She had been a bundle of nerves ever since she had begun to pack her suitcase earlier that morning. She was questioning her decision to go look for Ross. Who was she kidding? There had been a wide-scale search three years ago, when he and his friends had gone missing, but all that was recovered was their camping gear. They had found no trace of the three men. But something was pulling Vivian to retrace her brother's steps, 
to go to the mountains and just be where he was. Maybe it was a way of feeling closer to him. After the shooting, she felt a strong sense of connection with her missing brother, remembering their childhood and longing for those days. Sarah gave her a reassuring smile as they walked through the airport terminal. I'm here for you every step of the way, Viv. We'll do this together. Vivian nodded, feeling a little bit better with Sarah's support. They rented a car and drove to the park entrance. As they drove, Vivian couldn't help but feel a sense of dread and anticipation nodding in her stomach. They arrived at their cabin, which was nestled in the woods, and settled in for the night. Vivian had trouble sleeping, her mind racing with thoughts of her brother and the minute possibility of finding him. She had packed a picture of him, a flashlight, and a compass in her backpack. She was prepared for anything, or at least that's what she thought. The following morning, the sun peeked through the cabin's curtains, casting a warm, golden glow across the room. Vivian had barely slept, her restless mind filled with haunting dreams and anxious thoughts about the journey ahead. She dressed in layers, prepared for the unpredictable weather of the Rocky Mountains. The first morning in the Rocky Mountain National Park felt surreal to Vivian. She stood outside the cabin, breathing in the crisp mountain air. The towering pine trees and snow-capped peaks surrounded her, making her feel small and insignificant in the vast wilderness. Sarah emerged from the cabin, rubbing her eyes. Ready for this, Viv? She asked, her voice a mix of excitement and nervousness. Vivian nodded, her determination resolute. Let's do this, Sarah. It's time to find Ross. The first thing they had planned on doing was to visit the ranger station to ask questions. Even though Vivian had talked to them over the phone, she thought she might get more answers in person. The morning sun cast long shadows as Vivian and Sarah approached the ranger station at the entrance to Rocky Mountain National Park. The rustic building was nestled among tall pines and surrounded by a blanket of freshly fallen snow. A wooden sign creaked gently in the breeze welcoming visitors to the wilderness beyond. As they stepped inside the cozy ranger station, a faint scent of wood and pine greeted them. The interior was warm and inviting, with a stone fireplace crackling in one corner and a large wooden counter where a ranger was busy sorting through paperwork. The ranger, a middle-aged man with a weathered face and a friendly demeanor, looked up and smiled as Vivian and Sarah approached. Good morning, how can I help you today? Vivian cleared her throat, her nerves making her voice tremble slightly. I'm Vivian Summerholder, and this is my friend Sarah. I'm here to inquire about a missing persons case from a few years ago. The ranger's expression turned serious, and he nodded understandingly. Of course, Vivian. I'm Ranger Matthews. Please have a seat, and I'll do my best to assist you. Vivian and Sarah took seats on wooden benches near the counter as Ranger Matthews retrieved a file from a nearby cabinet. He returned to the counter and laid the file open in front of them. I assume you're referring to the case of your brother, Ross Summerholder? Vivian nodded, her eyes fixed on the file. Yes, that's right. Ross and his friends disappeared here three years ago during a camping trip. We haven't heard anything since then. Ranger Matthews ran a hand through his graying hair, 
his expression sympathetic. It was a tragic incident, and we conducted an extensive search at the time, but unfortunately, we found no sign of them. No personal belongings, no trail markers, nothing. The only thing we found was a couple of tents and their camping gear. Vivian's heart sank at the confirmation of what she had feared. Can you tell us more about the circumstances surrounding their disappearance? Did anyone see or hear anything unusual? The ranger leaned in, studying the file before speaking. According to the initial reports, they were last seen at the campsite near Bear Lake. There were no signs of a struggle or any disturbances in the camp. It was as if they had simply vanished without a trace. Sarah leaned forward, her eyes locked on the rangers. Did anyone report strange occurrences or unusual wildlife behavior in the area around that time? Ranger Matthews furled his brow deep in thought. Now that you mention it, there were a few reports of hikers and campers hearing eerie laughter in the woods around the same time your brother and his friends disappeared. But we couldn't find any concrete leads to follow up on. Eerie laughter? Vivian shivered, remembering her nightmare from the previous night. It was a chilling coincidence that sent a shiver down her spine. Is there anything else you can tell us, Ranger Matthews? Vivian asked, her voice tinged with desperation. The ranger sighed, his eyes filled with regret. I wish I had more information to offer, Vivian. We did everything we could back then, but the wilderness can be unforgiving and sometimes it keeps its secrets locked away. Vivian nodded, a mix of frustration and determination building within her. Thank you for your help, Ranger Matthews. We're going to retrace their steps and see if we can find any clues. Ranger Matthews nodded in understanding. I admire your determination, Vivian. Just be cautious out there. The mountains can be treacherous, especially in winter. With that, Vivian and Sarah left the ranger station. They knew the journey ahead would be perilous, but they were determined to uncover the truth about Ross's disappearance, no matter where it led them. They wanted to get an early start, so Vivian and Sarah decided to wait until the next morning to begin their hike. It was barely daylight when they headed out following the trail that Ross and his friends had taken three years ago. The path was partially obscured by fresh snow, but they pressed on their footsteps leaving a trail of imprints in the white powder. The silence of the forest was broken only by the occasional rustle of a squirrel or the distant call of a bird. As they hiked deeper into the woods, Vivian couldn't help but feel a growing unease. She couldn't shake the memory of her nightmare, the grotesque creature masquerading as her brother. She shook her head, trying to clear the disturbing images from her mind. Hours turned into days, and they ventured further into the wilderness. The journey was physically demanding, and their supplies began to dwindle. Vivian's hope wavered at times, but Sarah's unwavering support kept her going. One evening, as they set up camp in a secluded clearing, Sarah broached a subject that had been on her mind for days. Viv, do you ever wonder if we're just chasing ghosts out here? I mean, it's been three years, and no one has found a trace of them. Vivian stared into the crackling campfire, her expression troubled. I've had moments of doubt, Sarah, 
but I can't let go of the feeling that we're on the right path, that Ross is out here somewhere. The night was unusually quiet, the forest seemingly holding its breath as if aware of their purpose. Vivian lay in her sleeping bag, her mind filled with thoughts of her brother. Sleep eluded her, and she tossed and turned, her eyes darting to the shadows dancing in the firelight. Then, in the dead of night, she heard it, the distant sound of laughter echoing through the forest. At first, she thought it was a dream, a manifestation of her longing for her brother. But the laughter grew louder, more real, and it sent shivers down her spine. Sarah, wake up! Vivian whispered urgently, shaking her friend. Do you hear that? Sarah stirred, groggy from sleep, and then her eyes widened as she listened to the eerie laughter that seemed to be drawing closer. They both scrambled to their feet, their flashlights in hand, and scanned the darkness around them. And then... Emerging from the shadows, they saw him. It was Ross, or at least it appeared to be him. He was disheveled, his clothes torn and dirty, and his eyes had a distant, haunted look. But it was undeniably her brother. Ross! Vivian cried out, tears streaming down her face as she rushed towards him. But as she drew closer, she noticed something was terribly wrong. His laughter was unnatural, a twisted, mocking sound that sent chills down her spine. He moved towards her, his steps disjointed and unnatural, like a marionette controlled by invisible strings. Vivian, he said in a voice that was both her brother's and something else entirely. I've been waiting for you. Sarah stood frozen, her flashlight trembling in her hand as she watched the surreal and horrifying scene unfold. Ross continued to approach, his body contorting in unnatural ways, his limbs elongating and twisting. His skin seemed to slough off in tattered shreds, revealing something monstrous beneath. Vivian's heart raced and she stumbled back in terror. What are you? She screamed. The creature that had once been her brother let out a guttural, inhuman roar. It lunged at her with lightning speed. And in that moment, Vivian knew she was facing a nightmare beyond imagination. In the pitch-black forest, the echoes of her screams were swallowed by the darkness, and the world closed in around her. The nightmare in the forest had left Vivian in a state of shock. And as she stumbled back from the grotesque creature that had once been her brother, her mind reeled with confusion and terror. Her flashlight trembled in her hand, casting eerie shadows on the trees that surrounded them. Sarah, too, was paralyzed with fear, her eyes locked onto the abomination that now stood before them. It was Ross, yet not Ross, an entity wearing her brother's face like a grotesque mask. The creature's laughter continued to echo through the woods, a cacophony of madness. As Ross, or whatever had taken his form, lunged toward Vivian. Her survival instincts kicked in. She turned and ran, her heart pounding in her chest, leaving Sarah behind in her panicked escape. 
She could hear the creature's unnatural gait and inhuman growls close behind her. Branches and underbrush tore at her clothes and scratched her skin as she sprinted through the dark forest. Fear fueled her every step, and she could barely see through the tears streaming down her face. The forest seemed to close in around her, and her surroundings became a disorienting blur. Vivian's mind raced with questions. What had happened to her brother? What was this abomination that had taken his form? She stumbled over roots and rocks, nearly falling several times but managing to keep going. She had to find a way out of this nightmare. Eventually, Vivian's breathless sprint led her to a small clearing. Gasping for air, she turned to assess her surroundings. The creature hadn't pursued her this far. She leaned against a tree, her chest heaving, and wiped away her tears. Sarah, she whispered, her voice trembling. She had left her friend behind in the darkness. Guilt gnawed at her, but she knew she couldn't go back. She had to find help to unravel the mystery of her brother's transformation. Hours passed as Vivian stumbled through the forest, her flashlight flickering as its battery began to die. The cold and the fear had taken toll on her, but she pressed on. She had to reach civilization to find someone who could help her make sense of the nightmare she had witnessed. Eventually, the first rays of dawn began to filter through the trees, casting a soft gray light over the forest. Exhausted and disoriented, Vivian stumbled upon a trail. It was a faint one, not the same path she and Sarah had been following, but it was a trail nonetheless. With newfound determination, she followed the trail, hoping it would lead her to safety. As she walked, she remembered her cell phone in her pocket, and she took it out and dialed 911, hoping to get a signal. To her relief, it connected. 911, what's your emergency? A calm voice on the other end of the line asked. Tears welled up in Vivian's eyes as she tried to find her voice. I, I need help. My friend and I were in the Rocky Mountain National Park and something happened to her. There's something, something out there. The operator reassured her and asked her for her location. Vivian did her best to describe the trail she was on hoping it would be enough for them to find her. While on the call, she heard a rustling in the bushes nearby. Her heart leaped in her chest, and she turned toward the sound, her flashlight aimed in that direction. And then she heard a voice say, just one word, Ravenous. The search for Vivian and Sarah in the Rocky Mountain National Park yielded no results. The missing person posters plastered throughout the town slowly faded with time, and their names became a distant memory. But in the depths of the forest, an eerie laughter occasionally pierced the silence, echoing through the trees as a chilling reminder that some mysteries were best left unsolved, and some secrets were meant to remain hidden in the heart of the wilderness. The Rocky Mountains held their secrets close, guarding them with a malevolence that defied explanation. In the depths of the forest, something ancient and malevolent watched and waited, its appetite for the lost and the curious insatiable.
Thank you for listening to Freaky Folklore, the podcast about mankind's horrifying legends and myths. Don't forget to follow Freaky Folklore on Spotify and iTunes. If you can, leave the show an honest review on iTunes to help us grow. Freaky Folklore is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network, the home for listeners who love to feel scared. Go to EerieCast.com to find other terrifying podcasts, such as Destination Terror, hosted by me, Carmen Carrion. Tune in next week as we discuss The Changeling, an evil creature that trades places with your children. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to carmencarrion at gmail.com. That is C-A-R-M-A-N-C-A-R-R-I-O-N at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter or Instagram for information on future episodes. Until next time, stay safe out there, because this world is a strange one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.